You're listening to Adam Air MD, GED. Underground Cartoon Therapy. <laughs> <laughs> You can love it, you can hate it, but it is what it is. The fucking Bay Area. I'm not a fucking big fan. (laughs) Fucking bullshit. Seems somehow sadly gay. <laughs> sadly. The glory that was Rome is of another day. <laughs> yeah, glory. I've been terribly alone and forgotten in Manhattan. True. I'm going home to my city by the Oh, God. I left my Well. In San Francisco. I'm going to tell you one of the wildest stories I ever went through. High on a hill. <laughs> High on a hill. Yeah, I've been there. That's in the story, actually. Welcome to the One Night in San Francisco episode. Oh, man. This story may or may not consist of stabbings, Nazi skinheads, heroin use, runaways, Mandatory manslaughter charges on 12 and younger. Stealing of cars. Governmental conspiracy. Espionage. More acid than your little brain can handle. A couple shotguns, some racism. All your favorite shit, buddy. Welcome to that episode. I've been holding on to this story. <laughs> uh, I hope you do like it. Your golden sun will shine Welcome, guys. Oh, my God. The year was 1992, and it was fucking squatter time. (laughs) 
squat the fucking lot. That was the rule. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it kind of starts off with this fucking deadhead friend we had. His name was Robert. And Robert, like, had another buddy that him and this other dude, they fucking popped open this place called the Dark House up on 13th and Folsom in Boulder, Colorado in 1992. <laughs> it was right around that Jean Benet bullshit. Maybe that was 93, I don't know when it was. Sometime around there. Who cares? <laughs> anyway, me and my chick Ether, we were looking for a fucking place to fucking squat, you know? And we ran into fucking our little deadhead friend Robert. And he's like, okay, you guys. I'll fill you in, but you gotta fucking keep your fucking mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. Well, it starts there. Back in the uh, early 60s, this place was a institution for the criminally insane. <laughs> when parents would walk by, you know, with their kids... They would close their eyes for them or cover their ears so they didn't have to hear the screaming coming out of this crazy-ass institution. No shit. Nobody would care that this place was there torturing people who were criminally insane. For years and years. And, uh, you know, finally Robert and his little deadhead friend opened it and told me and Ether about it. <laughs> that wasn't the best movie ever made, I guess, you know. I think it was inside of an hour. Ten motherfuckers showed up, but you gotta know that this place was so gigantic, and it had, like, you had to go break in through the window, you know, go through this little office, and out through this hallway, and then you go into this hallway, and it goes out this gigantic fucking inner chamber. It was, like, just the inside main lobby of this mental facility that went upstairs... And there was these two dirty-ass plastic bubbles that were above our heads, you know? Obviously, they're not soft. It's hard plastic, you know? I'm going to come back to that in a minute, <laughs> of why that's important. The rest of the layout was, you had rooms over in the corner, and there was one room that had, like, a fucking examination table, and it had the fucking uh, blood on the wall with, like, some weird dentist drill cable. And it was, like, this off-white. There was three floors of these mental ward rooms. Each one was pink, yellow, blue, or green. Ugh. It was really weird. It, it reminded you of, like, a pack of Tums. If you had to live in a pack of Tums. There was one 
passage that led to downstairs and it had a wall that was metal and you couldn't get through it. I remember like, you know, there was like these like kids that came in and uh, we didn't want new bloods in the fucking squad or whatever, you know. There was a bunch of us just sitting in there, you know. I remember when all these people showing up that first night too, you know. And uh, Robert was like, oh, thanks a lot, you guys, for ruining my fucking house. But really, it was like a fucking 33-room mansion and fuck you, deadhead motherfucker, for being stash about it to begin with. He kind of was a little dick. Anyway, we got a bunch of motherfuckers in there. There was like this crew called Fuck Shit Up that came in through Cincinnati. And they fucking occupied like a bunch of the rooms in there. And we all became friends and shit. And we kind of just took over the house or whatever. And uh, one of the friends we made in there, his name was Crow. And he was from Brooklyn. And he was with this chick named Simone. And then there was Chris O'Cobra, who later got tagged for being some fucking rapist or whatever. Got scalped and shit at Cranberries. And then there was, uh, Punkish Chuck. He's still around Austin somewhere being a dick. You know, there was a few of these motherfuckers. Jill, she was pretty cool, man. Probably got mad or not that long ago or whatever. And it was misappropriated anger, so if she ever heard this, you know, hey, sorry about that, Jill. Anyway, uh, yeah, man. I remember, um, you know, when we first got in there, that first, I thought it was like inside the first three nights, fuck shit up showed up. And these two deadhead, separate deadhead assholes showed up, and they were tripping their balls off, man, you know? And they decided they were on the second floor, and they were looking down, at the lobby, and you gotta know that these two big old plastic domes that are dirty, you can't really even see through them. They've been dirty for decades. No one's even kept up with this place, or it's haunted. This is some haunted ass mental castle. And, uh, <laughs> motherfucker, these two deadheads saw this shit and they decided, oh, we're gonna go ahead and jump through the fucking. Not, they didn't think they were going to fall through it. They thought they were going to bounce on it. Like they were big bubbly bubbles. And they both jumped out, dude. And they fell 10 feet. They busted through this hardcore plexiglass. No shit. Fell another 20 feet. And snapped like Harris on Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. And if you've never seen that, just imagine a foot, a couple bodies falling 20 feet from the sky and cracking like snow peas on the fucking wall there, or on the floor there, and some dudes from Fuck Shit Up had a fucking Volkswagen, they just put these two crippled ass deadhead dummies in this car, drove them to the front of Boulder Community and dropped their ass off, and, you know, inside of 72 hours, the cops had tracked down where these fucking stupid deadheads fucked up at, it kind of was the end of the dark house pretty fast. It really didn't last long. We were kind of fucking drunk and stupid. And loud. Anyway, I'm under these, like, fucking, uh, 
new blood skater kids came in thinking they were just going to look at explore the place or whatever. And I was able to do the cop thing and I was able to do the <laughs> and uh, I did that thing like that and it was all qu pitch quiet in there and the one kid was all yo man six up six up six up uh five oh five you know they were just like fucking jumping over this counter in the kitchen it was hilarious pots and pans flying everywhere eventually the cops showed up and they were like on the hunt down they figured these crusty punk fucks crippled these uh, deadhead kids and then dropped them off in front of the hospital. They wanted answers. I was like, oh, that's fucked up. You know, it was this, the night that the pigs showed up too, man. There was this, like, one of our friends that would hang out with me and my chick, you know. He was a 12-year-old kid. And he looked like he was fucking like seven or eight and he had this cutesy little face and he was a total deadhead kid brat. That motherfucker could scam you for your last cheeseburger and had no remorse. He was a living kind of weapon, you know. And I remember like we were down at this gas station the night before the pig showed up at the fucking dark house to pop everyone. And... That motherfucker, that little 12-year-old was hitting on my fucking chick, dude. And it was kind of working. And she was like, oh, yeah. I remember looking at that kid. I was like, I will waste you, dude. I will fucking kill you. I told him straight up. Because that's how I was back then. He's like, oh, what are you talking about, man? I was like, don't fuck with me, you little deadhead McNugget motherfucker. <sighs> he didn't. He's like, it's cool, Adam. I, I, I promise I would never do any. I was like, you damn right. Anyway, we walked back up to the uh, dark house. Somehow, fucking little Eric got sidetracked and needed to go fucking take care of some business. And we were hanging out with our friend Eve All, and he was like, dude, I'm gonna go to his, go to my house and get some liquor. I'll be back, you know, get some beer, a bunch of beer. He was going to come back with like three or four cases. We were going to get lit up in the park up there, up on the hill there. When you had this park and you could go fucking get, you could go get lit. It was pretty cool. Uh, so we were supposed to get drunk up there, but the pig showed up after we got to the house and they started pop. They popped a few people in the fuck shit up crew. I know we got, me and my chick got fucking, like, eyeballed by a couple pigs, and they were, like, circling around looking for us, and we were hiding in porches and all this crap. It was only a matter of time. And little Eric was missing, and uh, my, my girlfriend was like, where the fuck is little Eric, you know? Ether. She was all, like, hooked on little Eric already, I... Little Ericitis. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna kill this fucking little tiny motherfucker. He's gonna be a cute little grease bump. Holy fuck. So, anyway, the cops are fucking all over the hill. I saw my buddy Slim Evil Eye. 
and Evol was coming up the hill, and I saw Evol, and he's like, I still got to go get some fucking beer. I was like, well, dude, we got to get out of town. I think it's going to be hot here, man. I think we should just, you know, go to California for a minute, go on a road trip. What do you think? And back then, that's how you did road trips, was right on the fucking spot. Slim Evil, I wanted to go. I was like, yeah, let's go. But I was a dick, and I fucking ditched his ass. Because he pulled a knife on me right around and with my girlfriend when they were, like, drunk and shit, so. I was like, fuck these guys, you know. That guy, fucked him over. It was my way of saying, fuck you back. We saw little Eric, and we were like, and he was, like, panicking. I gotta get out of here, I gotta get out of here. We were like, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? We gotta get out of here, too, for other reasons. And then Evol was like, well, we're gonna have to leave for four reasons by the time we leave, because I'm gonna steal this fucking car. And little Eric was like, well, the cops are after me, now they think I... They, they were like, hey, you know, selling acid is equivalent to fucking mandatory manslaughter. That's what they told this kid on the spot. He sold to some narcs. Kind of common back then if you weren't in the loop proper. Little Eric had ties to his parents who were like big time deadhead acid dealers, but they weren't there to cover his ass, so it just looked like he was cutting in on business. And he's a fucking little kid. All four of us are in fucking trouble. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it was back then, though, man. It was like a, a pretty hardcore existence, uh, full, full time. Fucking kind of liked it like that. This shit here in the future. This, this shit's like for ungolden tampon bullshit. <laughs> Slow as fucking. Molasses, McMolasses. <laughs> oh God! Now the virus. Oh, and don't forget about Nibiru. I'm not gonna go on that tangent, but yeah, it's coming up too. Sometime in late December, or I mean September, even everybody's gonna see that, right? Anyway, back to the story. You know, you got me, Ether, Chris, Lil Eric. In a stolen fucking, now stolen Volkswagen rabbit. Heading towards the great beyond. The western fucking slope. The only thing we could think of was like, how we're going to make money along this fucking trip. Well, we had enough to get to Vegas. And that's where we went. You know, by the time we were in Nevada coming into Las Vegas, a couple hundred miles out, you know, it was nighttime. Evol wanted to fucking drive straight through. I was like, dude, why don't you just let me drive? And the reason I was concerned was there's a deal where, like, you know, Evol's grandfather was this guy who was this he worked at the Pentagon and shit, dude. He knew about aliens. I'm not lying. It was just fucking crazy shit. He had connections. Uh, 
it was his grandfather was like this fucking crazy colonel. He developed the uh, Doppler radar, and uh, he did a bunch of other crazy shit. And he hated my ass. And uh, I remember we were just in like Green River, and Eval was stressed about having stolen the car. And an ether called home just to find out that the Longmont Sheriff Department was looking for her on questioning about fucking also distribution of fucking LSD and how they have uh, charges of manslaughter brought up and all this other shit too. And I wasn't necessarily sitting so pretty. I probably had the least to worry about out of the the four of us, I guess. I guess I didn't have anything on me or nothing either. So it was kind of like that, you know. But, uh, we were coming into Las Vegas. <laughs> and, uh, I remember, uh, we had a bunch of drugs on us, man. It started looking like Hunter S. Thompson's fucking briefcase for a minute, dude, you know? Ether was like, I got some ether. We had three bottles of whiskey, four cases of beer, a vial of ether, two sheets of acid, vitamin K, two bottles of Robitussin. Little Eric threw in fucking six Xanax. A fucking turtle dove and a partridge in a fucking pear tree, motherfucker. We rolled up to fucking, uh, this little thrift store, you know, and Ether was like, I'll be right back. We sat in the parking lot. She came back, dude, and said, let's go. We pulled up to the fucking circus circus fucking sign. And I got out and I just started peeing on the sign right in front of everybody. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Pretty liberating. <laughs> Little Eric just disappeared into the fucking background. He knew where we were parked. Evol was like, I'm getting a drink. The manager came out and said, hey, what do you think you're doing? I was like, I'm peeing on your sign. He's like, no, you're not. And uh, he went to go... And Ether fucking stopped him and said, hey, you look like a guy who likes to party. And he goes, what you getting? What you got in mind? He goes, and she goes, I don't know. Why don't you stick out your tongue and find out? And the guy just went ahead and stuck his tongue out. I'm, I shit you not. She had seductive charm like a witch, you know. Very witchy. <laughs> the guy stuck out his tongue. <laughs> and fucking, uh... <laughs> She dropped that STP on his tongue, man, and that's some strong-ass shit, dude. I think he sank into the fucking next dimension. We went inside, and there was the fucking, uh, you know, guys on the trampolines and fucking jumping in the net and the monkey guys and clowns, weirdo lights, just like your favorite fucking Fear and Loathing book. We put down two fake wallets on the table. And we were just like, hey, charge these guys, you know? So 
At that point, we were just getting shots. They saw our wallets. And we were just getting these shots. Reload, 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 reload. Meanwhile, little Eric was in the fucking main restaurant scamming these two old ladies. And there was this other guy who was trying to scam them too for money. And he saw little Eric was come cutting in on him. And he managed to fucking scam 250 bucks off these old ladies. <laughs> the guy chased him down into the bathroom. He managed to get away. You know, we fucking drank probably like a fucking couple bottles of whiskey. Went out to the car. Everybody seemed to meet up at the same time. You can see these bartenders like looking in the wallet and there's a little note ether wrote saying, go fuck yourself. They ran out into the parking lot. I remember we were peeling out, dude. And uh, I remember looking back <laughs> and I remember that being like, Hunter S. Thompson wishes that he could have been there with us, probably. But you gotta make your own fucking chaos magic, you know? <laughs> we hit the road, man. And I felt like, you know, I was concerned about fucking Evolve driving so much, you know? I don't know why. I felt like there was that story about him being experimented on. His grandfather took him to the Pentagon and left him in a room for three hours, dude. True story. He doesn't remember exactly what happened to him. He was like 12 years old. I noticed that fucking, you know, when we crashed out and when we woke up, we'd gone like fucking almost a thousand miles. And there's no way, dude. I've had a few people try to argue me, but... You know what, dude? I thought it was Andromeda Strain. Uh, I thought his grandfather did some shit to him, and he was able to move time and shit. I don't know. I don't fucking... I remember, like, <clears throat> coming into Hollywood and shit, some feeling of fucking relief to get the fuck out of the fucking desert. Uh, and at that point, uh... I said it was 92, really it was like the end of 93, because it was around when that JonBenet shit, JonBenet Ramsey was down the street from the dark house, and that shit was happening at the same time, so whenever that timeline was, that's when the story takes place, <laughs> anyway, Vine Street squat, right, <laughs> and uh, I remember we got invited into the fucking Hollywood and Vine, famous Vine Street squat. And uh, I remember me and Ether laughing about it and being like, Hollywood squat, surrounded by hate and the war in state. <laughs> uh, the good old fucking days. <laughs> anyway, Willie stayed one night, dude, you know? And, uh, and then we took off the next day. It was kind of normal and shit. And there were some chicks there that were leaving. And back then, they had the Hollywood drunk punks, you know. They're also on, uh, 
Decline of the Western Civilization Part 3, the HDP. Hollywood drunk punks. There was three of them that wanted to fucking get a ride from us. And we really didn't have any fucking room. It was our bags and the four of us in this fucking Volkswagen wag, you know, rabbit. They didn't like that shit. The one girl was like, we'll get you guys back for this. <laughs> I kind of just laughed. That night the place caught on fire and burnt to the ground. The Vine Street squat. Rest in peace. Rest in motherfucker. <laughs> Leaving Hollywood, you know. Heading up to San Francisco. Uh, I remember uh, when we got into San Francisco. <laughs> we were going up the hills in the rabbit, you know. And I remember the fucking car was just choking this fucking nasty ass black you know soot fucking back up out of the engine and I remember this old lady fucking crossing the crossing the street and the fucking car just fucking farted out this fucking black gas and the woman fell to her knees just like <laughs> and I remember how hard we were laughing classic golden memories man I remember us just that shit is funny as fuck, man. Uh, we did some hills, you know, we rolled around. We decided, hey, let's go to Berkeley, you know. We can go fucking fuck around in People's Park and shit like that. We met up with a punk that it was a friend of ours, Paul Adamo. <laughs> we were like, Paul, what the fuck you doing there? He's like, oh, I'm just fucking squatting here. And I remember us tagging the fucking mural, the activist mural, all disgracefully and with no taste. Just fucking tagging this fucking mural, you know? Me and Neval. Total gutter dicks. Pretty fucking awesome, man, to be able to fuck shit up whenever you wanted, you know, kind of feeling. So anyway... Evol and me got into a fight and he was all of a sudden he was like, Well I'm taking the car. And I was like, Why the fuck are you getting all pissy, dude? And he's like, I'm out of here. I'm gonna go to fucking New Mexico. All fast, dude, like inside of an hour. I was like Me and Ethan were like, fuck it, we're stuck here. We ended up on the campus at UC Berkeley. Little Eric was missing. We didn't know where the fuck he was. I woke up the next morning with uh, UC Berkeley campus fucking cops poking us with the billy rod. We're like, well, let's go to San Francisco. And so we got, we're heading to the BART, you know, and we saw this fucking punk rock guy with the Trihawks, and he had a fucking briefcase chained to his, like, key, uh, handcuffed to his wrist. And Ether was like, why you got that thing handcuffed here? He's like, I'm not going to tell anybody about that, you know. And uh, he dropped this roll of, eight. it was like $800 in a roll of money. And he dropped it, and my dumb ass picked it up and handed it back to him. <laughs> Ether beat the shit out of me. <laughs> you fucking dummy. I did feel fucking pretty stupid.
true. Well, we got off the BART, man. We decided, well, let's go to Golden Gate Park, you know? And that probably wasn't the best move that we made. <laughs> oh, no. It was those HDP girls were hanging out there, man. You gotta remember, like, the night before we were hanging out, like, in Cyprus or somewhere outside of Huntington Beach or something. In some Kmart parking lot, and Ether had two hypodermic needles and decided to go ahead and pierce my lip twice with two barbells. I still have the fucking scars there, you know? And they were fresh, man. So we go over to the park and we're like hanging out. And the one girl you know, she decides to be a fucking dick. And she goes and grabs my barbells out of my lip, dude. Oh, with these dirty hands. Oh, remember how fucked up it felt? Ugh, fucking hurt, dude. Pretty much launched, trying to rip my fucking barbells out. So I, I walked up the street, you know. And, uh, I was like trying to cool off or whatever and I saw the group of them walk up on me it was like 10 minutes later or whatever not really cooled off yet <laughs> and saw the one girl she was like 8 feet tall she had this frohawk they called her Sasquatch you know she just come up and tried to bum rush me you know she had her hands around me. I was like, ah. And like, right when she grabbed me, this guy was rolling up the street on his little Vespa moped or whatever and looked at Sasquatch and was all, you're the bitch that stole my brother's bag. And jumped off his bike and the bike kept going and it went into the park and like ran into some people. Or, and, uh, <laughs> all these people started fighting and I was kind of missing the hits Ether thought it was kind of a joke or whatever and grabbed me and next thing you know we were on the back end of a bus and everybody on the street was all fighting it was kind of like that Tom and Jerry cartoon you know where they're fighting in a cloud and Tom just ends up fighting himself, right, you know? We kind of <laughs> snuck out of it. And when we got on the bus, man, fucking Crow was on the bus from Fuck Shit Up. Like, oh shit, Crow, what the fuck are you doing here, man? He's like, I went to go fucking rescue Simone, man, from these Nazi skinheads that were shooting dope. And when he went to go try to rescue her, I guess fucking she stabbed him in the arm with a fucking dirty hypodermic needle. And it fucking just abscessed out. His fucking whole arm was disgusting looking. Ether didn't have any problem pointing it out a few times how fucked up his arm was. It was a wild night, man. He got sent to San Francisco General and people were coming in. One guy had a pencil shoved in his skull. Some guy had his fucking arm fucking removed. Guy had his fucking neck slit, you know, all this fucking shit, man. Blood was all over the fucking waiting room. 
they gave him a welfare pass to go to the Tenderloin, you know? And so we were like, well, let's go to the fucking Tenderloin. And Ether was like, nah, man, we gotta go find little Eric first. I was like, nah, let's go take care of Crow. And he's like, well, let's go find the kid, but let's hurry the fuck up about it. And so we found little Eric. He was like all hiding out in the Powell Street station, all by himself, scared, over by Carl's Jr. I guess that fucking place is still there. We got up into the Tenderloin, man, and, uh, like, all these people were fighting. It was like a big old riot, man. We didn't know why it was all crazy like that. <laughs> but there was a guy standing next to me, and he had a trench coat on, and he was holding a shotgun. And I was like, oh, shit. And I said, hey, Ether. Look at that. And right when I said that, there was a guy, another guy right in front of us also wearing a trench coat and had a shotgun and decided that he was going to fucking blow us away with it. And he had it on us. We were standing right in front of him, man. You want to talk about shit in your fucking pants, dude? You ever had a shotgun pulled in your face? Well, we did fucking cause a skid mark or two. It was all smoke, man. It was just like all these people were just rioting in front of us. The cops were coming down the street. Get out of the way or we'll run you down. People were hitting the sidewalk. I looked across the street and this guy blinked at me and he had a shotgun and he had blown away this guy who tried to shoot me and Ether and little Eric and Crow and then he winked at me and ran off and, uh, and uh, you could see all the people around the place that were just, like closing down their shop shit was getting fucking angsty and I looked at each other and all of a sudden dude I noticed we had nothing but pieces of blood and and guts of this guy who tried to shoot us it was all over us man we walked down to the motel and tried to get in dude and the guy was like no fucking way dude no way well i was like well <clears throat> we've got to find a place to crash at the least dude crow's arm was fucked up little eric was scared out of his fucking mind. I mean, me and Ether were pretty fucking shook, too. We had blood all over us, man. This guy fucking blew away this dude right in front of us, man. And it was just playing through my mind. And this weird riot. And it was just such a different time back then. You know, it doesn't even exist anymore like that, dude. You know? I was like, well, we gotta fucking find a place to crash. Uh, so, you know, we're going to go back up to fucking Hate Street and go up to fucking that park up there, you know, before you get to the end of Golden Gate. Van Buren, or I don't know what the fuck it's called. Anymore. You guys know what it's called. <laughs> Van Ness Hill. I don't know. <laughs> Some bullshit. Anyway, with our luck, dude, we actually found a fucking 
uh, abandoned <laughs> abandoned Volkswagen bus. It was a gift from the gods. We had a place to crash. It was like right at that moment when we were all passed out on each other and you're just about to hit that tender REM stage and then something's gotta wake you the fuck up. <laughs> oh my god. In this case, it was a screaming pillowcase coming from a dumpster across the... Oh. I was like, oh my god. It was a fucking baby. Someone threw a fucking baby away in the dumpster. Now we had to go dumpster this baby. Ugh. Nerves. So I looked in the fucking dumpster, you know. And there was the pillowcase. <laughs> Moving around. <laughs> God. We're all like frightened out of our goddamn minds. Still covered with crusty blood and dust and dirt. And the grime of San Francisco and all this shit, you know. <laughs> so I yanked out the fucking pillowcase and I looked at it dude and there was a brand new fucking baby kitty and it was like oh and we were like oh and so we grabbed the cat and the little cat became part of the member number five of the crew and right away I was like pocket pussy and she fit right into my pocket, man. And we carried her down a street, and we went to go steal some liquor and food from the all-nighter fucking shop down there. And there was some guy, like, sitting on the fucking uh, corner of Haight-Ashbury with a little propane stove. And he was, like, eating strips of meat. And it smelled good. <laughs> and I was like... Uh, and he's like, are you guys hungry? I was like, oh, God, yeah. The cat was all, meow, meow. <laughs> so we all five sat down at the fucking little propane stove with this weirdo eating unknown meats. Which was unfortunate because the next thing you know, this hippie chick came floating around the corner. <laughs> I'm looking for my dog. It was a Labrador. Oh, my God. And the guy goes, oh, you say it was a Labrador, huh? And she's like, yes, it was the world to me. Oh, he's like, oh, I'm sorry about that. I'm eating it. And we just kind of looked at each other. The cat kind of went, <laughs> And I remember Ether had a little tear kind of running down her face and it left a trail you know it was the only clean part on her body <laughs> she kind of looked like that fucking Native American motherfucker back in the 70s who's crying over all the litter on the land and he gives that little sheddy tear <sighs> well we ended up going back to bed that night and I remember the next morning trying to wake up and I couldn't open my eyes. 
and they were kind of glued together. I was like, oh no. And I kind of felt all over me. It was wet and crusty and pasty weird. And this little pocket pussy kitty exploded all this fucking fistful of fucking explosive diarrhea all over the four of us. And that's how we woke up. Uh, what kind of karmatic fate did we deserve this little cat to fucking shit this fucking explosive dog meat all over us? Hmm. <laughs> well, before we went to bed, we actually, after we ate the Labrador, we, uh, <laughs> ran into an old friend from the BART station, Mr. Three... Finn Mohawk, motherfucker. Turns out the guy's name was Vader. He was from Salt Lake City. And he still had this fucking briefcase fucking handcuffed to his wrist, you know, from way earlier in the day before all this chaos ensued. And, uh, oh, I wish you guys saw Vader holding that briefcase and was like, I know he's got acid in there, I know he's got acid, I can tell, blah, 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 you know, I was like, alright, so what are we going to do? So we were all this fucking liquor off from that liquor store down there on the end of Golden Gate, and we are like, let's take him up to the hill, Ether had the big plan about getting him drunk, we gave the guy like three beers and he knocked out, like, what a soft weight douchebag, you know? Ether couldn't wait to get a hold of that fucking briefcase. And we went down the hill, and she's like beating it open, you know. And according to the guy, Vader, you know, he had hit up Dave MDC and bought eight sheets of acid with that $800 that <laughs> we gave back to him. And she busted open the briefcase, and there was eight manila envelopes in there sloppily cut with a fucking cookie cutter it was totally bunk shit and, <laughs> and there's so your chick pissed like i saw that night and there was that nausea tape in there you know and i just went ahead and grabbed it i was like that's mine yoink and she hated that too guy blew 800 bucks you could just see dave mdc shooting it up in his arm while he's getting his fucking dingling sucked or whatever off fucking 800 bucks he just ripped off from the salt lake dick pretty classic shit so when we woke up you know we had cat shit all over us i thought that was pretty much the instant karma of it all anyway man i want to thank you for joining me tonight hey man those days are long gone, you know? Fucking gutter punks used to fucking rule the streets of San Francisco, dude. Now it's a bunch of fucking yuppie bullshit. Has been for a while. Make the best of what your time is here now, dude. A lot of this shit, you know, stems PTSD and all this other shit, dude, but... Fucking just deal with it, man. 
Easier said than done. I'll keep making these fucking episodes. You can join me. Hope you enjoyed this little fucking story. <laughs> you know. Everybody had kind of a good ending, you know. Nobody got popped on anything. Evolve stayed weird. Little Eric reformed. Ether reformed. And I'm still the underground cartoonist. Making your favorite fucking podcast. <laughs> so stay tuned to another fucking whatever the fuck episode of Adam Air MD GED. And my special blend of herbs and spices. Underground cartoon therapy, motherfucker. You've been listening to Adam Air MD GED. Underground Cartoon Therapy.